So now is the time to sit in meditation, practice mental collectedness. One can put the right leg over the left and the right hand over the left hand and have mindfulness of the sitting posture. One practices this bhavana, this mental development, recollecting the meditation word bhuto, bhuto, in the mind. So as the breath goes in and as the breath goes out, one recollects bhuto, bhut on the in-breath, do on the out-breath. One does not need to control the breath, just let the breath be natural, coming in, coming in and coming out as it will. <coughs> Whether the breath is short or long, just let it be as it is, let it be natural, and have mindfulness, <coughs> and have mindfulness in the present moment. When we understand the Dhamma, the truth of nature, it's something that we understand in the present moment. We d develop our minds and practice meditation in order to see clearly. And we don't have this mindfulness just in the sitting posture, but in all the postures that we have throughout the day, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, we endeavor to have mindfulness in all these postures. And this is uh, training the mind. So that which is of the greatest value is this mind. The mind is something that's very subtle, and the mind uh, without the body is something that is very uh, subtle and difficult to see. Whereas the physical body that we have is something that's uh, more coarse and something that we, we can all see with our physical eyes. Whereas the bodies of uh, devas, heavenly beings, or earth spirits are very subtle. Similarly, the bodies of hungry ghosts and hell beings are subtle bodies that most people cannot see. Most only see the coarse uh, physical bodies such as the human body. And we can see that things like ice or diamonds, they're something that, uh, they're things that are hard and solid. We can see that it's the, the atoms coming together to make this solid form that we can uh, see and observe with our physical bodies. And when the atoms, for example, the carbon atoms come together in a different form, they're no longer a diamond, but the, we call it graphite. We can think of a of a story of uh, great monks in the past talking about the uh, the monk robe called the Sangati, a thick double robe. And one monk was saying that, oh, if it's in the cold season, this won't be enough and I'll be cold, and in the hot season, it'll be too much and I'll feel too warm. We 
can see that as humans we, we hope for happiness, we wish for happiness. But one uh, may experience this happiness and may get what one wishes for, but then when that happiness goes away, then one feels suffering. So we can see that even if one gets a good thing, if one clings to it, then this is suffering. This is because of that attachment. If one has a good thing and clings to it a lot, then one suffers a lot. And yet this Dhamma of the Buddha that the Buddha taught is capable of curing suffering, of overcoming all suffering that one experiences. And this is something that one can see in this very lifetime. So have mindfulness in the present moment. When the mind is in the present moment in this way, one may, one can experience uh, the absence of suffering. But when one thinks of the past or future, then suffering can start to arise. One may think of things that one doesn't like, has a disliking towards, and then one suffers. And one may think of things that one does like, and one feels uh, pleasure or happiness. However, if one clings to this, then one experiences suffering again. And this just goes on and on in this way with no end to it. And yet the Lord Buddha found a way out of this predicament that we're all in. And he found a way, he found a path when no one else was able to see a path, no one else was able to see a way out. And this is a great uh, quality of the Buddha, that he found this Noble Eightfold Path that is capable of delivering one from all suffering to freedom when no one else is able to find this path. It's something that's not easy to find, this path of virtue, concentration, and wisdom. And this is something that one must practice. And in terms of virtue or sila, one must have patient endurance. When the mind feels anger, one asks oneself, can I patiently endure? When the mind feels delusion, one asks oneself, can I patiently endure? When the mind feels greed, one asks oneself, can I patiently endure this? So one must practice. If one merely follows one's moods and acts out of one moods of one's moods uh, without any restraint or patient endurance and no mindfulness, then mindfulness will decline and the mind will decline. Just like if one is hungry, one feels hunger and just wants to cry or does cry, then this is the mind that is uh, lost in reactivity. And we can see in terms of food, with liking or disliking arising in terms of food, we want a certain food, and then we just go for that food that we like, then we can get heavier and heavier. So we should practice eating so that we don't get uh, overly heavy, because if one's body becomes too overweight, then one gets more diseases. For instance, if one likes sweet things and eats them a lot, then one can get diabetes. Or if one likes, likes salty things and eats them a lot, one can get kidney disease. 
There was a story of one 60-year-old individual who liked uh, salty foods and was close to getting a kidney disease. So we practice the mind and build the energy, build the strength of mind through this practice. And we can look at the lack of mental cultivation, the lack of this inner strength of mind. For instance, if one uh, rests and sleeps a lot, and then the mind becomes uh, easily swept away by moods and lost in moods, the mind without mindfulness lost in the various moods that arise. Then one may watch uh, movies a lot and look at Facebook and watch uh, TV and movies and listen to music, looking at the internet all day and all night, on and on in this way. This is the mind uh, getting lost in these things. When I was young, in a single village, there would be a single TV set. That was it. And there would be a, these Japanese movies that were really entertaining and really fun. And they would, would just play once a week. And it would be something that you really couldn't miss. And that's how people would feel that they had to, they really would want to come watch this movie once a week. But nowadays, it's not the same anymore. Worldly development has changed the situation greatly. So nowadays, one sees a lot of things, and this leads to a lot of thinking, a lot of feelings and moods, and it's never enough. You always feel like you need more. So one can ask, what can help in this situation? The answer is the path of sila, samadhi, and panya virtue, collectedness, and wisdom. And in this matter, one should also train one's children to have patient endurance. Because again, with worldly development in the modern day, patient endurance is a quality that is ever decreasing, ever on the decrease. For instance, in Switzerland, they teach their children to use money wisely, how to get money properly and how to use that money properly. And this is something they teach their children since a young age, and this is important. So we train our minds in this way. We also, uh, people practice exercising their bodies, training their bodies. And yet these bodies are something that are unstable and uncertain. One day we may be able to walk, and then another day we simply cannot walk. The body has lost the ability to walk. So we establish our hearts well in the Dharma. So we can ask, can we make our bodies free from disease? We all are always making efforts to make our bodies free from disease, but we ask, is this something that we're capable of actually achieving? And the answer is no, we all try to make them free from disease, but in the end, we cannot uh, realize freedom from disease at all times because nature is simply not like that. The nature of the body is to, to grow sick. 
we can even look at the Lord Buddha, who had these great qualities of great compassion, great wisdom, and great purity. But even the physical body of the Lord Buddha uh, degraded, got sick, and passed away. And even we may know this, but we still don't accept the reality of the nature of the body to grow ill and decay. So we must practice and train our minds to accept this nature of degradation and illness. And we recollect that nature is just like this. Nature is just like this. So we train our minds a lot. We practice a lot. This will give rise to wisdom. In the same way, we should train our children since a young age. Just like uh, nowadays in Thailand, some parents uh, speak English at home with their children to get their children to practice English since a young age. We can see that in the modern day, this issue of communication is very important. Back in the time of the Buddha, the Buddha used a language like Pali, or used the Pali language. And the country of India is a country with many, many languages. So now we, we practice to have mindfulness and to make our hearts cool, to have virtue. And so today I give my Anamodana, I rejoice uh, with the day of Mother's Day, and one can recollect one's mother and ask what good qualities, what goodness does my mother have? And one can look at the changing nature of uh, children in the world today as compared to, for instance, when I was a, a second grader, back when I was young, second graders really didn't know much at all. But nowadays, second graders speak on many different topics and they know, uh, they know pretty much everything. In my day, it was not like that. And even when I was young, the people that were, say, 19 or 20 years old, nowadays, in the modern day, people that are just 17 or 18 will, will know everything to the same level that a 19 or 20 year old would know when I was that age. So we can see that the world develops and changes in this way. So we study our hearts and we train our minds and we make effort to establish ourselves in goodness.